BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. On this episode of Newt's World, this week President Biden signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act which more than doubles the size of the Internal Revenue Service. The act will grow the IRS to nearly 160,000 total employees, making it bigger than all of these federal law enforcement agencies combined. The Border Patrol, the Drug Enforcement Agency, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, the FBI, the Secret Service, Homeland Security Investigations, the U.S. Marshal Service, the Federal Protective Service, Capitol Police, and the Federal Bureau of the Prisons. All of them combined will be smaller than the IRS. Despite a historic border crisis and record numbers of illegal aliens and deadly drugs pouring across our border, the left is only interested in growing the Internal Revenue Service. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has officially declared an end to the Remain in Mexico policy. Here to help us understand the expansion of the IRS and the ongoing crisis at the southern border I am really pleased to welcome my guest, Mark Morgan. Mark is currently a visiting fellow in the Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation and previously served as acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection in the Trump administration. He has 30 years of law enforcement experience, including serving 20 years with the FBI. Mark, welcome and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Normally I would say, Mr. Speaker, thanks for having me on, but I asked you before and you said it was okay for me to call you Newt. So I appreciate you having me on. Before we dive in, do you want to talk a little bit about your background in law enforcement and all the things you did? It's pretty impressive. 
Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I actually started off 19 years old. I entered the United States Marine Corps as an enlisted member, later became commissioned. And then I continued my education and got my law degree. I was a police officer for the Los Angeles Police Department. And then, as you said, I served two decades in the FBI, retired as assistant director. And then I transitioned over to DHS, where I was the chief of the United States Border Patrol, and then later became director of Immigration Customs Enforcement before then President Trump moved me over to be the acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection. I've been doing this for my entire adult life, 35 years, served under six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. And the reason why I say that last part is because where I come from, I'm passionate and I'm angry and I'm mad. But I'm angry and mad as someone who's been a practitioner for 35 years and as an American. What I have to say isn't driven by politics. What motivated you? I mean, in every case here, you're trying to protect the public and you're trying to stop the bad guys. What motivated you to have that as a lifetime career? When I reflect on that, I really think it was part of just the way I was raised. My father served in the United States Army and had this sense of public service and he instilled that in me, as well as my uncle. He was a Marine, and he served three tours in Vietnam, flew a Huey gunship, was wounded, highly decorated. I just think it was something in me. And then a little bit of part of it is, look, I just think it's in the DNA, public service. Just like you, it's about wanting to give back to this country. It's about trying to have a positive impact, and that's what I'm still trying to do. My dad spent 27 years in the infantry. So I think in that sense, I kind of grew up in a very similar kind of focus on service, duty, protecting the country, that there were, in fact, bad people and that you needed good people to be able to protect you. I think that's exactly right. And look, there's many ways to serve this country, but I think it's having that part. It's been said a long time ago, and I remember watching, it was a documentary on law enforcement. It's been many years, but and I think it's a little corny, but I think it's true is that, you know, we look at that and I've always looked at what I've done is it hasn't, it's never been a job for me. It's been more akin to a calling. Since you did spend 20 years in the Bureau, what was your reaction to the raid at Mar-a-Lago? This is tough for me because I have served 20 years in the FBI. So look, I know this organization. I know it well, Newt. And look, the overwhelming majority of rank and file are good folks. They get up every day. They check their political viewpoints and ideologies at the door when they walk in, and they do the right thing for the right reasons. However, I also think as an American citizen, it's our responsibility and duty to question the government. We shouldn't just roll over on every single action, just say, okay, let's trust them. That's just not how that works. And that's what this is about right now. And if you look since Comey, look, I know former Director Comey. I was there. I worked with him side by side. And I can say that he probably will go down to history as one of the worst directors in the FBI that really started this huge push that the public has lost trust in our justice system, specifically the FBI. And we could go through a whole list of issues that have happened in the past five, six years that have led to the erosion of the public's trust. That's a fact. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm casting this widespread net that the entire FBI and all the rank and file are bad or woke or political. That's not the point. But I do think there are people at the highest level that have made some bad decisions. And I think that, look, when real quick, whenever the FBI is involved in sensitive investigations, i.e. going after a former president is at the height of sensitivity, there's a balance that has to be weighed here. And to not even consider or think about the backlash that would happen is unconscionable here. And at the end of the day, look, unprecedented action. It's never happened in the history of our country. The home of a former president has been executed a search warrant on. 
I believe that calls for unprecedented transparency. I believe you go outside the norms, the affidavit needs to be released because it will answer a lot of questions. Given the years you spent in the FBI, I always thought of the FBI as sort of the gold standard of law enforcement worldwide. And I think you're probably right. The people I know, they are serious people. They're mostly conservative personally. I don't mean politically, but just, you know, they lead controlled lives. They are very concerned about doing the right thing. And in that sense, I think starting with Comey has been a real shock. I think you're right. Look, I couldn't have described it better. I think it was. I think the FBI has for so long been that gold standard really throughout the world. And I also agree with your description of, of conservative in this point, not political. But as you said, we kind of keep things in order. and We're kind of rule followers, et cetera. That's why we went into an organization like that. But over the past years, again, several things have happened that I think legitimately have caused people to question that. Look, I've talked to individuals like yourself, three four-star generals, sheriffs and chiefs, and other folks that forever held the FBI in very high esteem. They're all questioning some of the actions. But look, they're not questioning the rank and file. It's the leadership. I have questions with Director Ray. I want to know, because part of the job of the director of the FBI is to protect the public's trust in that organization. That's part of the equation, especially when you're investigating a political figure, especially a former president of the United States. That has to go into the mix. And I want to know, what did the director say to the AG? Did he say to the AG, look, you're going to open up a can. You're going to take a country that's already divisive and cause it to be more divisive. You're already going to take what is already in a erosion of the public's trust in DOJ and the FBI, and you're just going to send it down the toilet here. Did those discussions happen? Because if they didn't, then they're tone deaf and shame on them. You, in a sense, took all of your FBI experience, and you ended up as the chief of the U.S. Border Patrol in the Obama administration. That's a pretty big shift in terms of the whole pattern of what they're doing. What was that like? It was incredible. And it just kind of came up. It's not something that I really sought after. What happened was I was especially in charge of the FBI's El Paso division. You know, from my window, I could see Juarez. And that's really the first time that I really worked alongside Customs and Border Protection, both those at the ports of entry, the Office of Field Operations and United States Border Patrol. I was impressed with the men and women. It really harkened me back to my days as a Marine, their esprit de corps, their commitment to country and mission and protecting the citizens of this incredible nation. And so I was smitten with them. And quite frankly, I left there with this high esteem. And then an opening came. I received a call and I thought about it. I was just coming to the end of my 20 years. I was eligible to retire and I made the move. But it was challenging. Real quick, I was the first chief of the United States Border Patrol from outside the Border Patrol since inception in 1924. So I had my work cut out for me to get into the rank and file. Wow, that's quite a record. I didn't realize they had promoted from within for over 80 years. Right, that's right. That's remarkable. It must have been a shock to both them and you to have an outsider. It was tough, to be honest, and rightfully so. Look, and part of my responsibility as a chief, I had to earn their respect and trust and confidence. That was my job. I didn't expect just come in, everybody's going to roll over and say, hey, yeah, we're just going to welcome this first guy, this unknown from outside the agency. It was my responsibility to gain their trust. I was working hard, but it ended a little quicker than I was hoping for. When you think about what they're doing, the challenge they face, the fact that it's every day, seven days a week, wouldn't we have been better off to have increased dramatically the number of border agents rather than the number of IRS agents? 
Yeah, look, I think you hit the thing. So I'm overgeneralizing here, but look, not only do we have an increase in violent crime going across the nation, everybody, the stats show that, you can't disagree with that. Everybody understands we have a fentanyl crisis across this nation that's killing Americans every single day. Everybody clearly sees we still have a national security vulnerability from terrorists wanting to do us home, both here and abroad. And of course, we have the disastrous wide open southwest border that's bringing in threats and violence across the border every single day. And the White House priorities is to increase IRS agents to collect more taxes. It's just unconscionable. But I think it's also very clear where their priorities are. Look, I'll give you another example a lot of people don't know. So within Customs and Border Protection, on the ports of entry, the Office of Field Operations, OFO, specifically within that is the Office of Trade. What a lot of people don't know is CBP is actually the second largest revenue collector in the United States outside of the IRS. They processed over $28 trillion worth of goods last year and over $93 billion in taxes, duties, and revenue that they collected. So how about this for starters? If they really want to get some revenue, give the OFO, give the trade folks at CBP about 10,000 more personnel and have them more effectively start going after dues and taxes of foreign-based organizations rather than going after U.S. taxpayers. Hi, this is Newt. We have serious decisions to make about the future of our country. Americans must confront big government socialism, which has taken over the modern Democratic Party, big business, news media, entertainment, and academia. My new best-selling book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future, offers strategies and insights for everyday citizens to save America's future and ensure it remains the greatest nation on earth. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. You can order an autographed copy of my new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, right now at Gingrich360.com book, and we'll ship it directly to you. Don't miss out on this special offer. It's only available for a limited time. Go to Gingrich360.com book to order your copy now. Order it today at Gingrich360.com book. I've always been a strong believer in the importance of investing wisely. That's why I've personally invested in legacy precious metals. At Legacy Precious Metals, they're not leaving your financial future to chance. They're on a mission to help you secure your financial future post-retirement. In partnership with them, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin. This limited edition coin is made of one ounce of 99.99% fine silver, commemorating the historic moment when, against all odds, we balanced the budget for the last time in U.S. history. This coin isn't just an investment. It's a piece of our nation's history, and now you can own it. As the holiday season approaches, it's the perfect gift. You can purchase yours today by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043, or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. When they talk about adding, I think it's 86,000 new IRS agents, at the same time the White House claims that it's not going to lead to audits that affect the middle class. Isn't that impossible? I mean, you can't have that many new agents and not inevitably go after everyday Americans. That's exactly right. I'm telling you, because when they do this, you can't, as any agent of the federal government, as you're doing investigating XYZ, if you then see information or evidence of another violation or crime, you can't just ignore that, right? It it doesn't work that way. They can't just wall it off and separate it and magically say, okay, IRS agents, if anyone in the country is making under 100,000, you're not going to do anything. I'm pretty sure that memo is not going to go out to the IRS, dude. It's not going to happen. It's fiction. It's reality. They're just misrepresenting exactly what's going to happen, and they're lying to the American people about it. And, you know, back to your question about the border patrol agents. Yes, it's very important when we talk about the border, because I was just up in Wisconsin with Senator Johnson, incredible senator, and we really covered the entire history since 1925 to present. And look, every single time that we've seen a catastrophe along our southwest border, it hasn't just been a resource issue. It's been a policy issue. Every time there's been bad policy, law, or legislation, it's directly led to a catastrophic crisis on our southwest border. So why we need resources, most importantly, we need policy change. The border is a catastrophe in its own right. And most of that, my sense is, as you point out, is literally just a function of policy. I think President Trump had it down to the lowest number of people crossing the border in decades by systematically following strategies that made it harder and harder to get into the United States illegally. All of those have apparently just gone by the wayside in the current administration. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Look, by February of 2020, and remember, so June of 19, we had the highest that we'd had in a couple of decades, 144,000 in a single month. By February of 2020, because we were provided a network of tools, authorities, and policies from the Trump administration, we reduced illegal immigration by 85% February 2020. 
We saw the lowest numbers in decades. So we know how to do it. We know what works. It's not complicated what needs to be done. But what's incredibly important, though, is it wasn't just policies that provided the men and women as me as commissioner to do what we need to do to secure the border and protect the American people. But we also got Mexico and the Northern Triangle countries out of the shadows. No longer were they to pretend that they weren't part of this problem and they needed to be part of the solution. Look, I was there when President Trump threatened the tariffs with Mexico. Shockingly, all of a sudden, Mexico stepped up. At one point, they had over 25,000 personnel that were involved in this global issue. They were securing their southern border. They were increasing interior enforcement, and they were supporting initiatives like the Remain in Mexico program, which is today still the single-handedly most important policy that we had from President Trump that really closed significant loopholes. Why do you think President Biden dropped that program? Because it certainly seemed to make a lot of sense. It did. And look, there's a lot of false narratives out there. There's quite frankly, a lot of intentional lies being told about the Remain in Mexico program. Let me give you an example. There's only about 60,000 illegal aliens enrolled in the program. That's pretty light considering all the numbers. Well, the issue that they won't tell you about, that they won't be honest about, is about 500,000 less illegal alien families came because they knew they were no longer going to be released into the interior United States, never to be heard from again. When you de-incentivize, when you apply consequences, shocker, the numbers go down and then our ability to secure the border goes up. But at the end of the day, and again, I've been doing this for 35 years, served under six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. So it doesn't give me pleasure to say this, but it doesn't make sense. The only thing that makes sense why they took the most secure border in our lifetime and they intentionally unsecured it is because they see this as some perceived political benefits by doing so. I have to confess. I have a hard time saying Inflation Reduction Act because I think it's such a total lie that we should come up with a better term for it because the truth is it doesn't reduce inflation. It just spends a lot of money and probably increases inflation. But it's interesting that the Government Accounting Office, which is a technical office, said that the majority of additional taxes that the IRS goes after August comes from taxpayers with incomes below $200,000 and that it is, in fact, Ironically, there's work by former IRS economist Kim Bloomquist, which says that the five counties with the highest audit rates are predominantly African-American rural counties in the South. How can the White House claim that you could add 86,000 additional IRS agents and not inevitably start auditing families and small businesses and people who are being promised they won't be hit? Look, I think you're right. I think the American people are seeing right through that just today. So after this act was passed, after the bill was passed for the first time, now you're I I just saw Democrats now backpedaling. And now after the bill is passed, they're admitting, well, we're not sure this is a long term plan. It's going to be implemented over a period of years. And we're hoping within a year some inflation will go down. But before is being sold as the Inflation Reduction Act. And now that it's passed, They're saying, well, it may not really impact inflation that much. I mean, look, I think this is another example why Americans have lost trust in this administration. I mean, look, whether it goes from the rise in crime, the attack on law enforcement, to our debacle in Afghanistan and other foreign affairs, to our wide open Southwest borders, I think this is why the polls are tanking, Newt. I think Americans are waking up, they're seeing this for the reality that it is, and they know that we need to change. I've always been a strong believer in the importance of investing wisely. That's why I've personally invested in Legacy Precious Metals. At Legacy Precious Metals, 
they're not leaving your financial future to chance. They're on a mission to help you secure your financial future post-retirement. In partnership with them, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the Newt Gingrich contract with America Coin. This limited edition coin is made of one ounce of 99.99% fine silver, commemorating the historic moment when, against all odds, we balanced the budget for the last time in U.S. history. This coin isn't just an investment. It's a piece of our nation's history. And now you can own it. As the holiday season approaches, it's the perfect gift. You can purchase yours today by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. The IRS, they've now taken this down once it became public, but they actually were posting for applicants who would carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. Having served in the FBI and having served in the Border Patrol, why would the IRS be an agency that would be interested in using deadly force? I mean, if they're faced with that situation, don't they have the U.S. Marshals and the FBI to turn to? Well, so they do. And I have worked with IRS agents on a task force. But Newt, you're conceptually, you're right. I mean, it really is a regulatory agency, right? It's not really looked at as a law enforcement agency, although they do have federal agents that are armed. And I said, this was what was so alarming for me. And when this first came out and they said they were going to hire 87,000 agents, I questioned that. And I said, are you sure these are agents or are these analysts 
auditors, and et cetera, because that doesn't seem to make sense to me why you would need 87,000 agents that are armed and et cetera. Now it appears, no, that's exactly what that is. And I think when that was sent out there like that, I think it also represented just another layer of tone deafness. I mean, people are saying, hey, they're questioning, are they going to start going after us? And then they have that line in there about you got to be able to carry a gun and be willing to apply deadly force. It was just tone deaf. It's irresponsible. And that's why I think there are more questionings that are mounting with respect to what they're doing. And here's another thing I'll say. Here's another thing that's ridiculous. 87,000, good luck the federal government hiring 87,000 new agents. That will take a decade. Apparently, there was one study that came out and said they now have over 4,000 guns and over 5 million rounds of ammunition at the IRS. But in addition, somebody did this analysis that if they actually added about 80,000 people there now, if they add another 86,000, that at 166,000 total employees, the IRS would be larger than the actual armed forces of 24 of the 29 NATO allies. Yeah, I mean, it's just outrageous. Whatever comparison you do, it's simply just outrageous. You know, I, again, I look at Customs and Border Protection, like you mentioned, the Border Patrol. My gosh, Border Patrol, that's responsible for thousands and thousands of miles of border, both the northern border, the coastal ways, as well as the southwest border. And they've got about 19,000, about 20,000. IRS is going to have 160,000 plus. There would be six and a half times the size of the Border Patrol. And the question I was asking, particularly in states like Arizona, why would the two senators vote for 160,000 person IRS as opposed to doubling the size of the Border Patrol? You're absolutely right. Those are the questions we should, because it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. But again, it shows where the priorities are. And it's not just Texas and Arizona, because we've been saying for a long time, right, every state is a border state. Look, I understand. I'm not condoning for anyone who, who cheats on their taxes. I'm not saying that. But the last time I checked, nobody died because somebody cheated on their taxes, right? But our southwest border, drugs are pouring in our wide open Southwest border. We had 107,000 Americans die from drug overdoses last year. The leading cause of adults 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And we know that 95% of fentanyl comes from the Southwest border. We know that there's an increased threat to our national security. Just this fiscal year alone, we know that the CBP has encountered 66 illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database. And we know the FBI disrupted and prevented a terrorist attack to assassinate former President Bush. And how are they going to carry that out? by bringing terrorists across the wide open southwest border. And one last point, a border this fiscal year alone, over 600,000 Godaways who have evaded apprehension and made their way to every state. And among them are some very bad people. Nope, but that's not a priority, jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's safety and national security. It's more important to get more IRS agents to collect more taxes. To give you a sense of the scale of the crisis on the border, we've had so far under Biden through July, we've had 4.9 million illegal aliens who cross the border, which is about the same as the population of Ireland. It's not slowing down. We, I think they in July, there were another 119,000 illegal aliens crossing the border, which is a 325% increase over the average number of July apprehensions under Trump. And my sense is that there are more people coming across who aren't counted in this because they managed to evade any contact with the government. That's right. And in that 4.9 million, think about that. 
4.9 million in the first 19 months of this administration. Because I'm not even counting the first three months of last fiscal year. He didn't take office till January. I'm giving him credit for that. 19 months, 4.9 million people. I don't understand how that doesn't make every American in this country stand up and just have their jaw dropped. And right now, this fiscal year alone, we're already at, with two months still left to go in this fiscal year, we've already had 2.2 million encounters, 600,000 got known gotaways. Think about that. And now when you combine the about 4 million encounters that they've had in the first 19 months, they've released about half of those. So they've intentionally released about 2 million illegal aliens in the United States, never to be heard from again. They protect them from lawful deportation. And during that same time period, there's been about a million known gotaways. You add in another 500,000 or plus unknown gotaways, you're looking right now in the first 19 months of this administration, the administration is either directly released, intentionally so, or allowed to get away 3.5 million illegal aliens into this country in the first 19 months. I was just looking at the numbers. The Border Patrol, so far in fiscal 2022, has seized 505,000 pounds of drugs at the southern border. In the entire fiscal year 2021, they seized 914,000 pounds. That included 191,000 pounds of meth, 97,000 pounds of cocaine, 11,000 pounds of fentanyl, which I think is enough to kill 400 million people. These are staggering numbers. And I'm with you. I don't understand why the media and the public aren't just sort of overwhelmingly upset by the fact that we would add 87,000 people to the IRS, but not dramatically beef up the Border Patrol and our capacity to protect America. Again, I'm not saying it's not important to collect taxes that are lawfully due, but the last time I checked, no one died from not paying the tax. That's why I get so passionate about this news. That's why I just don't understand the prioritization of this current administration. Look, I was just, as I said before, I was up in Wisconsin with Senator Johnson. We did a panel. We were talking about the border, talking about the history. And there's an angel mother that was there that lost her son to fentanyl. And it was a horrific story. And the problem is these stories are going on every single day, unbeknownst. Look, it's common, unfortunately, for a 15, 16-year-old girl or boy that thinks, hey, they're a party and they're taking Percocet or some other drug. Unbeknownst to them, it's laced with fentanyl, this poison, and they die. They make one mistake in their life and they die. And those stories are being repeated every single day. Where is the nation, Newt? Republican, Democrat, I don't care. Should we all be standing up together, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, saying this madness has to stop? How many more Americans have to die before we say, okay, let's stop this madness. Let's reverse course. Let's secure our border. Let's stop, for example, drugs from pouring in this country, killing Americans every single day. I just don't get it. And here's the issue. This is about border security. A lot of people think that you could be for border security and for illegal immigration. Well, you can't. It doesn't work that way. As illegal immigration goes up, our ability to secure our border goes down. Why? Because border traders are pulled off the front line. They're pulled off their national security mission to be relegated to administrative duties, to hospital watch, to transportation and processing. Right now, nude along the southwest border, there are some areas where 80 to 90 percent of border patrol agents are pulled off the front line to do those administrative duties. And the cartels are exploiting that every single day. Criminal aliens are pouring in, drugs are pouring in, and increase to our national security vulnerability. It's insanity right now. Well, and my sense is that when they get done processing them, we basically lose control anyway, because they go somewhere to the interior, and the odds against their showing up 
for some future court date is just absurd. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happens. The majority of the individuals, are, that's where catch and release. So we ended catch and release under the Trump administration. That's why you have the numbers go down. Again, it's not complicated. This administration reinstated catch and release, meaning you illegally enter our border, release you, never to be heard from again. You couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. And look, here's the issue. It's not complicated. The illegal aliens only want a few things. They want to be able to illegally enter, allowed to work, and be free from deportation. That's exactly what this administration has given them. And then they shock this feign, unaware, uh, wow, I can't understand why this is happening. Well, and of course, I've seen some people wearing T-shirts to say, thank you, Joe Biden, as they come across the border. I mean, it's an absurdity. I want to thank you. I think you've had a remarkable general career. But tell us just for a minute, what are you focused on now and what are your projects? Yeah, so right now I'm both a visiting fellow with the Heritage Foundation and FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. I'm still in the fight, just like you are, because I still have that service in my DNA. And here's the tragedy. I know what's happening at that southwest border. I know every aspect of our country's health, safety, and national security is being jeopardized every single day. And Americans are dying every single day because of the policies that open our borders. And I'm trying to stop that. Well, I wish you luck. I'm really grateful that you came to brief us with your remarkable background across all the different law enforcement agencies. I think you gave us a really unique view of what's going on, and, and I look forward to following your work as you continue to fight to make America safer. Well, I appreciate that, sir, and same to you. And if you ask me, I'll come on anytime. Thank you to my guest, Mark Morgan. You can learn more about Biden supersizing the IRS while the border crisis continues on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newtsworld, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.